0: You are listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. So if you've been journaling with us, remember a few weeks ago, we gave everybody a free journal. If you uh, were not here, my apologies. Um the free offer is no longer available for you but there are available at the info hub um, if you've been journaling with us we will have started the week in ephesians which i'm going to be talking about then we will have gone through the week and we will have read philippians together and now we're in colossians and uh, i want to encourage you if you have not been journaling with us there's no time like the present grab a journal a reading plan and uh, and by the way if you can't afford one We'll we'll make sure you get one, but uh, get your Bible open and and you can start uh, to to journal. But yes, you can get your Bibles open this morning to to Ephesians chapter six. In uh, Ephesians chapter six is what we would have journaled on Monday. And um, just some context: so the book of Ephesians was written by the Apostle Paul, and uh, it was uh, a region. Uh, of Ephesus, which is actually modern day Western Turkey would be where Ephesus was. It was a very modern city. It was a big city. And uh, Paul, in his missionary journey, um, kind of went into that area. And now he's writing a letter after he has already been there and visited, got a church started. He's writing a letter to them, giving them further instructions. But Ephesians chapter six, it's a section about Parents and children. And and I want to let you know today from fathers, not only do we honor you, fathers, but it's tough. It's tough being a father today because, in many ways, our society has kind of downplayed fatherhood. Our sitcoms on TV make fathers look like bozos (laughs) you know, the dumb ones in the house that everybody makes fun of. But you are strong, you're courageous and you don't give up, and you know the calling that you have as a father, and we're going to be reminded in that calling today, but I also want to know that we have an enemy that wants to take away the authority that fathers have. Fathers, do you know you have great authority? Whether you're a grandfather today, or whether you're a father of a young child, or whether you're a father and your kids are out of the house, you have God-given authority, and authority is sometimes we feel beaten down by the pressures of the world. We feel beaten down and we feel somehow like we've failed. And so then maybe, just maybe we, we have a tendency to pull back, but God is reminding us to press in, to press in in this season, in this time, and don't give up even if you've made mistakes. One of the best gifts that my wife has given me, Audra, is the gift of saying no when it comes time at nighttime, I'm, when our kids started this when we were young, but, but I would be exhausted from the day and, and, uh, and she would tuck the kids in and, and uh, then she says, your turn to say goodnight to the kids. And, and I would say, uh, honey, it's fine. You know, she goes, no, you need to go say goodnight to the kids. And I said, did you pray with them? She said, no. That's your job. Right. It's your job. And I'll tell you, there are times that I'm just like, well, why didn't you just pray with them? You were right there. And she says, no, it's your job. And and I, I look back and realize what a gift she gave me by telling me, no, it's my job. You see, as dads, we have the spiritual authority to raise our kids and to train our kids to know the ways of the Lord. Ephesians chapter six, verse four. Fathers, don't provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Well, some people would read this and say, um, the discipline. Ah, we just need to discipline our kids more. We need to be harsher on our kids. But if you take the first part of what it is saying is actually fathers, don't provoke your children to anger. And why does Paul say that first? He gives us the first part of the instruction and then he gives us the later kind of the doing part. But the first part is like, if you provoke your kids to anger, if you're just like thrashing and bashing your kids, guess what? You've lost the authority to train them. Our kids will listen to us, whether they're adult or young, when they know that they're loved, when they know that they're cherished, and that our intention is to build them up, not to tear them down. So here's the idea, though. It's saying, bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, I love soccer. I played soccer in high school. I played soccer in college. And um, I just love soccer. And so I started teaching my kids when they're really young how to play soccer. I was bringing them up in the discipline of knowing how to play soccer, So we would get out there, and we would practice, and they would make mistakes, and we'd practice some more, and I would say, this is how you have to do it. Then, by the way, I went into mentoring mode, into a coach mode. I became their coach, and I was then saying, go for it. You can do it. I'm cheering you on. And But because I was bringing them up into the discipline of soccer, they then became soccer players, and my son, who unfortunately doesn't play soccer anymore because he's in college, and he's going in for engineering, so he couldn't do all of those things as well as that. But I remember in high school, he was he was an all-state goalie, and, and I was so proud of him. But it started when he was young, and I was bringing him up into the discipline of soccer. See, the reality was I was training him, I was coaching him, I was instructing him how to be successful in that sport. It is the same way when it comes to the ways of the Lord. See, the discipline of what? The discipline and instruction of the Lord. In other words, God's ways. God's instruction. What does that look like? How do we do that? It starts when they're actually babies. And wives, maybe you can do the same thing that my wife did with me and said, no, I didn't pray for him. That's your job. How could we do that? We could pray for our kids. We could—I know—meal times are not very popular these days. Everybody's hustle and bustle. Do we sit together and actually have a meal together in a home, if, even if it's rare? Are you praying before just because you're saying, "Guess what? We want to thank the Lord for what He has given us." Do your kids know the Word of God? And and I have to say, I. By the way, this is not Pastor Mark telling you, oh, look at Pastor Mark's family. Didn't he do a good job? Can I tell you what? I have been a failure in many aspects of a father. I'm not a failure. I have failed many times. Rewind. I got this amazing, um, I had Chinese food this week. And I got this amazing fortune for my fortune cookie. Do you want to know what it said? <laughs> a man can fail many times, but he isn't a failure until he gives up. Let me read that again. By the way, I, I, it's just a cookie a piece of paper. There's nothing like a fortune in it. But a man can fail many times, but he isn't a failure till he gives up. And fathers, I want to let you know It's okay to make mistakes, and I've made a lot of them. I've raised my voice. I've grabbed the shirt of one of my kids once, being a little too forceful. I've said things that I had to apologize afterwards because they were harsh words. But one thing I've realized is I do not want to give up in pursuing my kids so that they would know the Lord. And they would know the ways of the Lord. One of the best things I would say is like, how do you prepare your kids so when they go out to college, we just recognize some that are going to be going off to college, that they can stand on their own faith. That they know how to hear God's voice. They know how to read God's word, to find his Care, comfort, compassion in his word, instruction in his word, that they would know where to find things. But I would tell you that it's hard work. It takes intentionality. Now, for those of you who are fathers who, who are, their kids are grown and maybe you have a strained relationship, I want to let you know it's not too late. Don't give up. You might say, said, well, I failed so many times, but you're not a failure until you give up. So don't give up. Don't give up. Keep praying for your kids. Keep pressing in. Keep nurturing our relationship. And for those kids who are here on Father's Day because your father's asked you to be here, well done, kids. Well done. Well, I'm going to just take a little sideline talking about kids for a moment. How many people who are under the age of 18 in this room? Raise your hand. Okay, I'm talking to some of you. Okay, I'm going to go to 21. How many people are under the age of 21 in the room? There's a few more of you. I picked up some. All right. Um, by the way, just because you're young um, or you get older, it doesn't mean that this doesn't apply to you. So let's go into the first part of this verse of chapter 6, verse 1. Children, children. Obey your parents. What? That says that in there? Yes, it does. And you should be so excited about this because the Bible says that this is the first place that gives you a promise that when you obey mom and dad, guess what? You're going to have a long life. Long life. You want a short life? Then stop, start disobeying your parents because it will go from long to (laughs) short and you will have a very miserable life. So honor mom and dad by obeying them. By the way, honoring, honoring your parents. I think, um, this is something for all ages that we can do better at by honoring our parents. How do you do that? So many ways. But treat them with great dignity, with great respect, and great honor. We don't live in an honor culture. I I, I really love going to different places of the world because uh, they understand honor. (laughs) Americans, yeah, not so much. By the way, I'm going to go for a little side, side journey again. Do you realize that God has appointed those who govern us and they're worthy of our honor? Do you realize that God has put you in a family and your parents are worthy of honor? Do you realize kids, teachers, those who are in authority of you are to be honored That's what's going to give you amazing life. Okay, going back to the fathers. I just gave you a little snippet here. This is a really important one for you kids. So listen to that one, right? Obey mom and dad, honor them. Dads. The tendency is going to be, after this message, is you're going to go home, you're going to be celebrated, and then you're going to just go into autopilot again. And I'm going to give you an awkward pause here for a moment to make a point. Please. Don't just go back and do what you've been doing. Choose To say, doesn't matter what age you are, your kids might be grown. To say, I will continue to bring the discipline and the instruction of the Lord to my kids. Let me tell you the stages of fathering. When they're little, by the way, uh, I'm just going to say that discipline. That discipline, actually, when you go back into the original Greek, it talks about... Um, some very interesting words it 's training, cultivating the mind, shaping the morals, and curbing passions. One of the things that I think we continue to can grow in is this idea of helping kids to understand boundaries, understanding how to deny themselves that has to do a lot with passion, so when they 're young. And it's so cute when your kids just like throw tantrums because they want some sugary treat. And you think that's, oh, aren't they so cute? Just give in to them. Make them happy because we've had a long day and I don't want another tantrum. So give them whatever they want. Stick them in front of a TV or a video game. And are we helping to train our kids by us saying no to their passions to their wants so when they're really young fathers it's okay to say no to your kids it's okay to put boundaries around your kids it's okay to say kids when you want to get out of bed jump into mom and dad's bed no 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 you have to go back and sleep in your bed it's okay to be able to say no to your kids because it's creating levels of discipline in their lives. So when they get older, because here's the thing, when they're young, you want to have tight boundaries. As they get older, you're moving from this very directive parenting fathering to then this idea that you're opening it up into saying, you know what? I'm moving into a mentor relationship. Then I'm moving into a coach relationship. And then I'm just your biggest fan cheering you on, helping you understand, calling out the things in your life of who you are, who God has made you to be. And that's what fathers need to do is keep pouring out words of affirmation into our kids. Keep prophesying over your kids because here's the thing, God has given you that authority to call the things of God out of them. One more little rabbit trail. I'm going to put a little... Pause on this one. I, I want to, I want to address. We're going to move into a time of healing here because I want to address kids who have had words spoken over them. Doesn't matter how old you are; you could be 90 years old, and you know you still hear the voice of your father speaking, cursing words over you. Anybody in this room who has had a father that has spoken harsh words that still kind of resonate inside of you and that keeps bringing stuff up inside of you. Any of you, just stand up to your feet right now. Anybody who has experienced a father who has spoken harsh words, thank you. Anybody else, just stand up to your feet. Two things I want you to see. One, father's. Please speak words of life over your kids because what happens, stay standing, please, stay standing. What happens, because we're gonna move into a time of healing, what happens is is those words can't ever come back and they stay inside of somebody and it defi- it's like it defines them for a season. But and it's like cursing words, and it's spiritual. And so what we need to do today, we're going to pray over you, and we're going to allow the Lord to break off those words that have been hurtful words, that have so tried to define your life. And these words are no longer going to have power in your life, and we're going to actually replace them with the Father in heaven's words for you. If you're around them, if somebody could just please stand beside them and lay hands on them right now. If if somebody's standing beside you, please keep standing. Let that person put hands on your shoulder. Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that you would uh, break off these words. Those who are standing before, please right now and just just say, uh, uh, Forgive your father. Forgive your father because that's what happens that's that the the enemy will no longer have power and permission when you've come to the place of forgiveness and releasing your dad Lord Jesus, I just know that sometimes fathers who are doing the best they can will say hurtful things. And Lord, it it is not because they're bad people. It's just because they they got themselves into a bad place. Hurt people hurt people. We know that. But God, we we can break that right now in Jesus' name and they no longer have to carry the weight of those words. Father, I pray that you would release those condemning, hurtful Words that were spoken over their kids. Free them in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. By the way, can you give those a hand for had the courage to stand up? Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for allowing the Lord to bring healing to you today. Psalm 103 verse 13 says, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear or revere him. Sometimes people hear that word fear. It's like, are we supposed to fear? No, that word actually means to revere, to honor him. I want you to listen to this again because we're talking about earthly fathers. We're shifting now to our Heavenly Father. The Lord is like a father to His children. We are His children. Tender and compassionate to those that fear Him. We're all adopted of those who have given their life to Jesus into this family of God and He is our Father. He's a good, good Father. He loves us so much. I think sometimes when our earthly parents fail us, we our mind gets clouded to understand how good fa- our father is. And again, another reason why for me, I parent to want to I father my kids to I want them to know what our heavenly father's like. Now, I'm human. I'll make mistakes. That's why I keep short accounts and ask for forgiveness. But at the end of the day, I want my kids to know what my Father in Heaven is like and give them that opportunity to have some flesh and blood around the qualities and characteristics of our Father in Heaven. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate. You want to know the qualities of a father? great qualities would be the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, the fruit of the characteristics of the Spirit of God, which is love, joy, peace, patience. Are you patient with your kids? Kindness. Are you kind to your kiddos? Doesn't matter how old your kids are. Kind. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Goodness, gentleness, self-control. Are you Are you controlling yourself or do you fly off at any little thing? I want to remind us, fathers, that a man can fail many times, but he isn't a failure until he gives up. Don't give up. Dads, we need you. We need you to stand strong to take on the nature the qualities of the Father in heaven. You need to instruct your kids in the way of the Lord. That's your job. Be proactive in it. Crack open a Bible at night with your kids. I don't know, start with John 3:16. For God so loved the world. You know, start simple. But today, we also want on Father's Day, not only celebrate and honor you dads, I am cheering you on fathers. You're amazing, you're strong, you're courageous, and you won't give up. But today we also wanna celebrate our good, good father in heaven, who loves us, who cares about us, who's tender and compassionate. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we won't know our Father in heaven. Our connection to our dad in heaven is, is through Jesus Christ. If you say, you know what, I, I didn't, I, I don't have this relationship with my father in heaven, and today I can help that help you understand and start that relationship today. Is by accepting Jesus into your life. If that's you, let's just say a prayer like this Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, who took care of all of my mistakes, my sins. Three days later, you rose from the grave showing the world that you truly were the son of God, the savior of the world. God, I want to follow you. I want to make you the Lord of my life. I want to be adopted into this family. I want you to be my father. So I accept Jesus into my life today. I repent. I turn away from trying to live my own life. And now I put my life underneath you. Today, I'm now your son and daughter, and you are our father. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. If anybody said that prayer and meant it with your heart, just slip up your hand just so I could see anybody say that prayer for the very first time. I just want to see you, acknowledge you. Anybody here? We need to be sometimes reminded and refreshed of that. Jesus has done for us so we could be connected to our good, good Father. Fathers, I honor you. I cheer you on. I champion you. You are equipped. You are given the authority by God to lead your families and over your children in a loving and compassionate way, teaching them the ways of the Lord do it you can do it and wives who are there you can say no that is your job have a great day happy father's day let's sing to our father in heaven thank you for listening to the grace capital church podcast if this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace capital church to impact the communities around you please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners